Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Ford Edmonton, welcome back, everybody. Today's top story brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling. Whether it's heating or cooling, you need get it with no payments or no interest for a year. That's how you build Legacy, Legacy Heating and Cooling. CBA-mandated off day for the Oilers. They flew back last night from Chicago after a 4-3 overtime loss to the Hawks. Tyson Berry was lost during the game. Uh, out 7 to 10 days, they'll miss 3 or 4 games here. That's... Uh, Broberg is going to be the guy that's going to inevitably be uh, recalled here shortly. We'll do our Oilers Now lineup report after we talk to George LaRock as he joins us on the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline. George is our Oilers Now headliner brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhawk. W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. Hello, George. How are you doing? When are you going to find a sponsor that, that with vegetables that you can introduce just before I talk? <laughs> So we need to find a uh, like a vegetarian restaurant or something like that, George. Is that what we? Need? Yes, that you're going to introduce just before I talk. Okay. Well, we'll uh, there we go. We'll throw that out to Tales from Sales. They've already been calling me. Uh, they've they've already been calling me during the show today, which I always like. Big fan of. Uh, thanks, guys, for listening. Oh, let's just call Bob. Well, he's not doing anything right now. Uh, anyhow, George, how are you doing? Did we lose George? Oh, he just dropped off. Hang on. Hang on. Let me redial. George, you there? Do we have George LaRock? Yes. Yes, I'm back. I'm back. Oh, we I'm got George now. now. There we go. Hello, George. Yes, How are you good. doing, George? I'm good. Yeah, awesome. How's, it? How's everything on your side, bro? Well, I'm in Chicago, George. I wasn't able to fly back last night, so you can figure out why. Uh, it's something you dealt with about uh, two years ago. So there you go. Uh, no kidding. Oh, it's no wow. good, eh? You know, so I'm here for a few days. So uh, anyhow, the Montreal Canadiens have, the, the, the Canadians have got it turned around, George. They've won six of their last seven under Martin St. Louis. What's going on with Montreal? Hey, uh, 
it's crazy because uh, since Martin St. Louis has been there, all of a sudden, all the guys now, they want to win. Like It's like Petrie has been, and, and I don't like what he's doing because you don't throw under the bus a coach that you had when he's been fired, but Petrie has been saying how with, with Ducharme, there was no system and everybody was confused. He says, as of now, now there's a real system. Everybody knows what to do, and it's much easier and more fun to play. And coincidentally, when you look at the way the team is playing, they're playing better. It looks like there's a better structure, but most important, there's more effort from everyone, and especially from Petrie, that we, who was playing terribly. So, you know, you're looking at this. This team, even Cofield, has been playing so good. And Cofield said that, you know, Martin St. Louis was his idol. That's why we're number 26 when he played the college. So, uh, you know, he's playing so good under him. You know, Suzuki's on fire. And now what you're seeing right now is the team that, that you should have seen all season. Montreal is a good team. It's just that that team had no confidence. The way that they played, you know, it was hard to understand why it was so bad. But now it's awesome to watch them play. They don't have Carey Price. They don't have Jake Allen. But they have the Hamburglar. I mean, Andrew Hammond's been out of the NHL for the last several years. He did put up two terrific years with Ottawa where he was 941 and 914. And then he kind of lost his game, 34 years of age. He's 3-0 and with a 920 save percentage. What's going on here in goal? Because Montebohm's still struggling a little bit. Yeah, but, you know, Montebohm struggled the last game. But before that, uh, since Martin St. Louis has been there, he's been pretty good. He's been pretty good because the Montreal was giving up like 50 shots a game and so many, like about 25 scoring chances under the charm. And when uh, St. Louis came in, you're talking about 30 shots per game, way less defensive chances. So Montalbo has been looking really good. And in February, he was on fire. And, uh, and he's playing hurt too. Montalbo needs surgery when the season ends. So he's been playing good, even though the fact that he's playing hurt, and everybody knows that. But the thing is, primo things are really not going well when he was up there. So they have to live and develop in, in Laval. And, you know, by living in Laval, you know, you needed a goalie because Jake Allen's hurt. So that's why they, uh, they picked up Hammond. And uh, he's, been, he's been doing pretty good. Uh, since every game that he's been on, he's been, going, he's been doing good. He's been giving the chance, a chance to win for the team. And, again, they know that, you know, winning or losing right now doesn't matter. But what they need is the full development for the kids, you know, to, to play in a good environment. And, you know, you know, Bob, that when a goalie is, like, making the saves, and they don't have the best, obviously, the best tandems in the NHL, but when your goalie just makes saves and gives you a chance to win, there's a way better effort to see from everyone. And it's awesome to see because... It, Josh Anderson got a... How wild was that game against Winnipeg? I mean, 4 nothing. the Jets are up, and then the Canadians score four straight. Anderson gets a hat-trick, and then Winnipeg scores four or more, and then Shifley's sitting there fighting uh, Weidman at the end of the game, and uh, I wonder if at some point Shifley's going to have to end up going one of their bigger boys. Okay, so just to tell you about this, that was embarrassing. Everybody was waiting to see how Montreal was going to respond to the Jake Evans, to Jake Evans, and the fact that Whiteman, a small player that played in Russia last year, that wasn't even there when Shifley did that hit. He's the one that answered the bell for him. That was embarrassing, man. Montreal looked bad in that instance. And you know what? You know what was even worse than that? Shire played that game. He played one of the easiest games you've ever played in the NHL. Nobody roughed him up. Nobody was hitting him. He was laughing, scoring goals. And at the end of the game, when he fought Whiteman, like, he raised the roof in front of his fan when it's 8-4. 
So after the game, Josh Anderson said, you know what, we're going to remember what he did and we're going to deal with him next time uh, we play him April 11 in Montreal. Uh, are you kidding me? You needed him to raise the roof, to realize that you had to answer to him, and, but not from the hit on Evans, but because he raised the roof when it was 8-4. So there'll be retribution on that game. But again, I couldn't believe that there was no reaction on that game in Winnipeg. Why should it surprise you, George? They don't play that way anymore. It's not how the game's played. Okay, but you know what? When you say that, uh, Bob, there's many times where you see that code was respected. When something happens and the guy expects something is going to happen the next game, so you finish it up. Like, you know, like when Byron dropped the glove uh, with McKenzie because he opened up his knees, you know, and he did it. He played the music. Look at what Tom Wilson did. What Tom Wilson did when he hurt Panarin, what did Washington do? Then, uh, what the Rangers do the next game? They were a smaller team than, than Rangers, but they answered the belt. That was the code, and they all went at it right after the face-off puck drop. So it's not true, Bob, that it's not like that anymore. What is not like that anymore? There's no more true heavyweight anymore. But physicality and the code is always going to be there. There's always going to be people that are going to be there to make sure that, you know what? We're going to make sure that we show that we're family, we stick together, and then we're going to make sure that respect is there, and then we're going to react if somebody uh, it doesn't show respect to our, player, to our players, to our team. Well, here's your opportunity now to tell a story about Robbery and how he had to answer the bell to you after something that happened in Edmonton with Doug Waite when you weren't available. Yeah, but, you know, it's crazy because... Uh, uh, I'll never forget that because I, th I think this is when I started to, to make a name for myself in the NHL. But, uh, you know, we were I was in Edmonton and we were playing the Sabres. And then at the end of the game, uh, Rob Ray kind of roughed up uh, Bill Guerin and Doug Wade. And when Rob Ray did that, he got kicked out of the game because there was less than five minutes to go. And then the media came up to me, and, and that, that was a big stupid what I did. But the media came up to me and they, they asked me what I thought about what Rob Ray did. And I said that, uh, you know, it was pretty stupid of him. He's lucky I wasn't on the ice, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to deal with him the next time. But I didn't know that, and I was a rookie back then. I didn't know that when you say stuff like that, that it could come back and haunt you, and then the media was going to be all over it and, and, you know, get my quote and then, uh, you know, put it all over the, the news. So I was up and down uh, from the minors to, uh, to Edmonton when, when, I, when this happened. And uh, I, I think I got sent down. I was back up. But, of course, the others called me back up five, like a week before that game in Buffalo. And I remember the media, they were doing a countdown to that game six, five days until George C. Robbery, four days, three days. And even my cousin, Johnny Grandpierre, that plays for Buffalo, is like, man, George, why did you say that? Robbery is pretty mad. And in my mind, I was like, man, I'm so stupid. Why did, why did I say that? Why did the media are doing that? Why did Kim publish it? Like, publishing it. Man, that guy is going to want to kill me. So, anyway, when in Buffalo, I didn't sleep the night before. I was so nervous. I was like, man, I got a tough guy, tough guy mad. I got him mad, and I'm a rookie trying to make a name for myself, and I'm starting minus one because he's already mad. So, anyway, we're going to Buffalo. And then uh, when Rob Ray's on the ice and I go towards him, let's go. And, uh, yeah, I did pretty good that fight with, uh, you know, Rod, Rod Phillips uh, commentating that even, even Ray Janert uh, that was describing the fight uh, couldn't even help out Rob Ray when he was describing it because it was so bad. But, you know, uh, you know it, it went pretty good. And, uh, you know, people were like, 
they got to notice me, people around the league after this fight happened, and it was awesome. The other one for me, George, uh, was Tony Twist in Edmonton. I was working in the St. Louis truck, uh, and Tony, Tony, like Rob Ray, would come out of his his stuff, as you know, which made it difficult to grab. But you got in a fight with Tony, and Tony, I kid you not, he took his skates off, and he came and sat inside the truck underneath the arena right after the fight. And he, he looked at the producer, who's still producing the games all these years later, and said, that kid is strong, and he's going to be the heavyweight champ of the league. <laughs> like He goes, that guy threw me around. And you remember fighting Twister? Man, I, I'll never forget that, too. That was the year where I was trying to fight everyone to make a name for myself. And I remember I was sitting on the bench, and then we had the last change. And uh, the Blues, like like the fourth liner, Twister goes on the ice. And then I look at Ron Lowe. I give him a tap. I said, put me out there. And Ron Lowe's like, are you sure, kid? <laughs> are you kidding me? The coach is asking if I'm sure. Like, that's not really reassuring. I'm going after Tony Twist when even your coach is not too sure if it's a good idea or not. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, I'm sure. And it's like, yeah. And then so I went out there. And you know what? Um, if you look at that fight, uh, I had him until he lost all his jerseys equipment. There was a tie-down rule in the NHL that you're supposed to be tied down. He wasn't. And I had full control of him until when he lost all his stuff. Then after that, you know, he didn't hurt me or anything, but then he just pummeled me into the ice. But that's because he lost all his gear and he got kicked out because he wasn't tied down. But if he would have been tied out, I think I could have hurt him pretty bad. But, uh, you know, like, I'm lucky in a way, Bob, that when I came into the league, all these guys that I tried to make the name for myself, they were towards the end of their careers. So it wasn't, it, it wasn't that hard to find all these guys. It was scary, but they weren't as strong as they were when they were in their prime. Well, the other guy I bumped into the other night, George, was Dennis Bonvey. He's scouting for the Boston Bruins, and I know sometimes he frustrated you a little bit, but for a guy that wasn't that big, he sure fought a lot, didn't he? Yeah, pound for pound, he was one of the best, and he loved fighting. You know, there's many guys that did the job that hated it. I hated fighting, but Dennis Bonvey loved it, and he saw they talked about we, he always wanted to talk about it. He always wanted to do it. I remember when I played in Hamilton, there was me, Dennis Bundy, Martin Light, Jason Bowen, Sean Brown. We had the toughest team in the American Hockey League history when I played in the minors. And sometimes we were in, a, in, a, in warm-up. We'd be sitting in the red line stretching, and we'd be looking and be like doing rock, paper, scissors about who's going to go after who. You know, it, it's funny. Uh, we had so much fun, but obviously there was a big revolver between, between me and him because we both want to be the, the, the guy that was going to be the, the other's next, next tough guy, right? So, uh, and because of that revolvery, uh, that's why I couldn't wait uh, to eventually play him uh, if it was going to be in the minors in the NHL because I wanted to have a piece of him, and uh, I did. When I played with the others, we played Pittsburgh many years later, and uh, you can see the fight on YouTube if you want to see it. You did okay, as I recall. <laughs> hey, George. <laughs> thanks, yeah. thanks for joining us here on Oilers Net now, my man, okay? Anytime, bro. You bet.
That is George LaRock. It's 148 in Edmonton. George is our Oilers Now headliner brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhawk today. Royal Pizza, Pizza Past, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. For a menu and a list of their 15 Edmonton and area locations, go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. Well, when we come back, uh, we'll set it up. We'll give you the Oilers Now lineup report and get to this day in Oilers history as well. You're listening to Oilers Now. And it is 148 in Edmonton. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Ched. 151 in Edmonton. Let's get to the Oilers Now lineup report brought to you by Craig Hummel at Remax. Excellence, find your dream home, sell your old home, sold today, Edmonton.ca. Stoffer expected lines for tomorrow. McDavid up front with Fogel and Hyman. Oilers need a little bit more juice out of Warren Fogle. Just one assist in his last seven games, and he's played a lot of that in the Oilers' top six. Dry settled with Kane and Yamamoto. Evander Kane has seven goals, 13 points in 16 games, plus nine as an Oiler. Uh, McDavid, 18 points. Dry settled 14 points. Basically not playing together five on five in the 11 games that Jay Woodcroft's been head coach. I see McLeod with Shore and Ryan and uh, Malone with either Benson, possibly Turris. Uh, don't think we'll see Colton Sevier tomorrow. Nurse and CC Keith and Bouchard. The Oilers are not going to have Tyson Berry tomorrow. Uh, Broberg, I don't know if it's official yet, but pretty sure he's the one coming up. Niemeline and Broberg and Langerson. They'll continue going 11 and 7. Wouldn't surprise me if Mike Smith starts against the Canadians. Uh, Andrew Hammond, 3-0 at 2.40 goals against average 9.20 save percentage. They had Romanoff and Sherratt together last night. Sherratt scored twice against uh, the Flames, including the game winner in overtime. Kulak and Petrie, uh, Corey Schudeman out of uh, Western Michigan, and Chris Weidman in the third pairing. Top line is Suzuki with Caulfield and Anderson for Montreal. Dauphin with Hoffman and Gallagher, who's been ice cold this season, dealing with injuries and COVID. Evans and with Pitlick and Lekkonen, and then Paling with Joel, uh, Joel Armia and Michael Pezzazada. So there's a look at the, the lineup. The Canadians are 14, 34, and 7, minus 78 goal differential. The Oilers are 30, 21, and 4, plus 7. That is your lineup report for Craig Hummel at REMAX. Excellence, find your dream home, sell your old home, sold today, Edmonton.ca. We head into this day in Oilers history. It is presented by New West Travel. At the non-stop uh, Oilers charter to Nashville with Flair Airlines to watch the Oilers play the Preds for only 1750 bucks. Visit newwesttravel.com for more information. Here's Brendan Escott. 2014, Alish Hemsky scores twice to lift the Oilers to a 3-2 win over Ottawa. It would be Hemsky's last game as an Oiler as he was dealt at the trade deadline a day later to those same Senators. Didn't have to go very far. This day in Oilers history for New West Travel. Looking for a great Oilers roadie fly non-stop to Nashville. Flair Airlines, the Oilers and the Preds. It's an April trip for just $1,750, about a month from now. Uh, visit newwesttravel.com. Reed Wilkins says inside sports night from 6 to 8. What's he got shaking? Uh, looks like a fluid show at this point. Fluid show for Reed. 
There we go. Fluid show. Uh, pre-game tomorrow, face-off show, 3.30. I'll be hopping on for a hit with Reed, And then, as I mentioned, Cam and Rob Brown will have the call of the game. Puck drop at 5 p.m. Uh, Jack and Louie on the TV side. Up next, the global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by Angela Coquat from 2 to 3. Then 6.30, Chad Afternoon, stay with guest host Ted Henley. Uh, I will rejoin you Monday at uh, noon, Edmonton time. Guests will include John Shannon and Keith Gretzky, as well as someone out of Calgary. So long, everybody, from Oilers Now. Have a great Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.